Oakley and Frothies, Dag and Barney are back to look at around 13 of rugby league action. Uh, Barney's about to carry me through this next hour and a bit of uh, uh, of rugby league <laughs> talk because uh, I, I did see most games, but I haven't sat down and uh, put much thought to what we're going to talk about. So it spews out of my mouth, what is what usually happens. But uh, I was lucky enough to spend a weekend in beautiful Mudgee at the Woolpack Hotel and visited Mudgee Wines and uh, Jane and Brett out there looked after us. So good weekend uh, celebrating Brizey's 60th, so that's all been good. But um, there's some good footy played, interesting footy played. Barn, how are you? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, pretty good, mate. A bit of an emotional weekend for myself, but these oh. things happen. What so, happened? Oh, just, you know, finally cleaning out their eldest daughter's room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen for a while, so um, got to me, but that, that happens. Um, yeah, enjoyed a lot of the football this weekend. I probably had a few too many beverages on Saturday night. So <laughs> it got a little bit done. cloudy. But, um, That's right. Uh, In we, good company there. I have gone back and had a look at bits and pieces. I, I've still got a pretty good recall of what happened. I didn't go way overboard, but <laughs> which is, I have done on other occasions. Sounds like you had a ripper weekend out there at mm. Mudgee. A lot you of fun. to see the, met, the winery. And yep. Met some met some locals. And, and uh, some, uh, some others and... Uh, who are you know, jumping on board the show, hopefully, and we'll yeah, see how we absolutely. go next few weeks. So, yeah, welcome board to all of them. And welcome board to everyone watching on YouTube uh, in uh, – I forgot the tripod, so we're in um, <laughs> wide-angle lens today. Hi, everyone there. Sorry about that. But um, it, it's a glimpse into my the standards of my life. But anyway. Um, <laughs> You've been pretty busy, mate. Not, not a lot slow. of um, – I don't have a lot of injuries in judiciary and that sort of stuff, so we'll cover a lot of that in Yeah, it's been pretty fresh. Still pretty fresh at the moment. We're doing this um, – we normally have a day or two where we get to see the, the fallout of everything, but straight off the back of the Newcastle Yeah, so we, we game, watched that so. and uh, digested what we can there. Uh, and now we're getting stuck into it at the Grey Gums. So we'll get straight into it, I suppose. We kicked off – uh, yeah, we've also we're also uh, by the time you've seen this, you'll have seen that there is a state of origin preview up as well. So we're going to do that next. That'll be its own show. Uh, stick around for that as well. Check out rugbyleaguemerch.com to buy some of these cool hats and uh, and beanies and steins and everything else. Uh, that's Best beanie up I've there. ever owned. That one. This is a good beanie. It. Hats are good too. Yeah, they are. Uh, got a they've got a pretty <laughs> good working out over the weekend, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, and also some shirts and other stuff. Uh, in fact, there's a shirt up there. You know. It mentions the state of my life, but that's a different story. <laughs> Thanks to Scott and uh, all the team there. But we're kicking off on Thursday night. Feels like an age ago, 26-12. The Dolphins, uh, classic, probably a classic case of class prevailing in the end, Barn. But yeah, what did the stats sure say? it was. Um, four tries to two, four out of four conversions. Played one out of two for the Dragons. Uh, one out of one penalty attempts for both teams and a missed field goal attempt from the Dolphins. 88% completion played 82%. 225-plus running metres for the Dolphins, five line breaks from both teams, 20 tackle busts for the Dolphins, 38 for the Dragons, 12 offloads to seven, four force dropouts to one, 332 tackles played 397, eight errors to seven, five penalties conceded to eight, one ruck infringement given away by the Dolphins, one given away by the Dragons, and a sin bin for the Dragons. Supercoach points, Little with 110, Asako with 100, and Jeremy Marshall King with 89. Best game I think I've ever seen Little play in his life. He looked threatening out of dummy half for the entirety of this game. Um, I, I hope that um, Carr chooses to back him because I think he's talented. I do think he's talented. Absolutely. I think he got... He showed a lot of it um, in this game. The, the Maguire system of him just shoveling doesn't... I think he's a mm. running hooker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he's a defensive... He's, very he's good. A very solid defensive. Acceleration yeah. off the mark. That first yeah. 10 metres, he was burning and guys. Him and and um, Simpkins for the Tigers too... 
I think they were just in the wrong system for a couple of years, basically, because uh, mm-hmm. Simpkins came to oh, different getting off track, target, but came to um, the Tigers from Queensland as a as a, a running weapon hooker, a running hooker weapon. So hopefully he gets on back on track. But this was, uh, I agree, at least his best game. I'm sure he had, did have a blinder early on. He played yeah, some real yeah, good stuff for the Tigers. First but, sort of handful um, of games. I, I, I hope he kicks on and uh, really gets into his work. And I like the fact that he was rushed straight back in and. Yeah. They've moved on. But, um, it was a um, really nice control display from the Dolphins. I think that's what got them home in this one. I mentioned last week I thought they went a bit over the top with the aggression and probably cost them at the back end of that game, whereas this one they just seemed really set out to to, to play through the middle, play to their strengths and um, hit the edges. Uh, and when they talk about blokes in career best form, Jermaine Asako is absolutely, absolutely deadly weapon at the moment every time he touches the ball. He, was, he left four or five blokes like clutching at air <laughs> different occasions in this game and he is in yeah the best form of his entire career and he'd be close to the form winger at the moment in oh the competition. i think so and then you throw on uh he's a kiwi he's just looking at it he's a kiwi um you throw on his goal kicking and he hits a ball as sweet as anyone at the moment. Uh, in the comp he is he was outstanding here absolutely outstanding mm-hmm. um but they started slow the dolphins and yeah the dragons were on probably top for looked 10 or 15 minutes yeah and looked worrying to to a degree, um, given uh, the start. Uh, nice enough signs for the Dragons, but I don't... Oh, they're much better than, than they have been for most of this year, to be honest. And, and it's probably going to take another two or three weeks for them to work out how they're going to play this new style with little playing, yep. hopefully, 70, 80 minutes and, and working from there. But Hunt's there, he probably gets them close, if not gets them home at the back end of this game because, they, yeah, they definitely lacked it. a bit of poise there when they were in that, uh, attacking opportunities. The ball seemed to hit the ground a few times when, when they did get it out to the edges. But, um, yeah, I thought they were pretty dominant for the first 10 or 15 minutes, but the Dolphins were, were pretty um, strong in their resolve as well. I think they, they turned them away a couple of times and um, defended really well in that sort of 15-minute period. And then they just took over and continually just pressured the pressure the Dragons defensive line. Um, nice little kick from Milford. Um, and yeah, I mentioned Asako. Uh, the big professor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love seeing that late crash over for tries. He's just your typical he's now a try scoring machine. Looking he front every rower. He's got yeah, he's got a nice little shimmy when he hits the line. Yeah. And yeah. It's good to see how excited he gets when he crashes over for a try. I love that. Um, and that was straight off the back of scoring the try before. They just stormed yeah. straight up the other end of the field and went in again. Um, Dragons sort of, as they do, tend to, once they um, hit rock, once they hit the bottom, they uh, they stay there for 10 or 15 minutes yeah. and just sort of um, yeah, have quite a few defensive issues there. Um, finally, we saw a sin bin for the Cannonball. Yes, which I've been chatting <laughs> We've been for. We've talking about for it for three years. Three years. Yeah, absolutely hammering it every time because it's a horrible tackle and we finally actually saw someone get sin bin for it. It's probably one of – it wasn't a great tackle, but there's been a hell of a lot worse that haven't been sin yeah. bin as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was a fair enough 10 and minutes. And we didn't and see a sin bin for it, Kenny, I which I thought should have yeah. been um, Again, on the flip side. I think that's two weeks in yeah, a row well, <laughs> where he should have probably got 10 minutes and he, and he didn't. Um Getting a bit of getting a bit older and grumpier, I suppose, and get, he's always had sort of <laughs> played at that edge a bit, but seems to be coming out a little bit more often these days. Um, Anthony Milford dusted off the old dancing shoes; <laughs> he was fantastic at times. 
he looked like a different version of himself uh, in attack. Uh, yep. He's really good with his footwork and he was just seemed, yeah, just moving a hell of a lot better than I've seen him move for a long time and he caused a lot of problems out there. And, and tormented um, young Sloan at times with his kicking too. Yes. Um, he's got that, it's not a floating bomb, but it's like a, it's like an in-swinging bomb. It's a bit, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he's got that kick um, and uh, Sloan struggled with that a lot of the night. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're getting some good combinations around. And Nick Arima, I, I don't think fullback suited him as well as the halves it had. He had a couple of flashes in, where he yeah. looked really good. Um, but uh, defensively, but I think he had his issues at fullback. <laughs> he was and, out of you know, position he's, a lot. You know, he's but covering for, for some. It's not his job. but No, that's right. Um, but he did have some nice points of attack too. Yep. Um, I thought, you know, the Dragons were pretty decent at... Decent effort from them, uh, especially in their forwards. Their forwards were, were quite good uh, for the majority. Uh, there's a couple that weren't fantastic, but um, we don't like to seem to dwell on that kind of stuff when we're talking about the footy. Um, hey, both of the Molos, I thought, were, were good. Um, consider Francis didn't take anyone's head off for a change, which was nice to see. And Michael did a decent job in the front row for the for the Dragons. Um, ben Murdoch Masilla, I thought, had probably one of his better games for a little while. Um, he was especially in defence. I haven't seen him move that well laterally and defend. The, he made a couple of nice um, covering tackles in this one. Couchman looks like a, a prospect coming through. He's found the line again. Seems to can, score plenty of tries. Sneak out a try too. <laughs> yeah. can't he? He's, um, I think this week his super coach money kicks in okay. too. So yeah, right. if you are looking for, uh, seems now they're going to back him. So yeah. if you are looking for he's, an absolute, he's pretty base agile. Or, he's not a monster where he. Belts, uh, belts, guys, but um, he's physical enough and yeah, got some nice agility about him. So, someone you could probably look at there. I thought their halves were decent, but they just what you make? What you make of Sullivan given a full eighty minutes after the you know everything's happened with moving Hunt, getting him in, getting him out? I feel like he's it's a, a bit, hard one. I, feel like I think they're a, both sixes. I think yeah, but, uh, and Sullivan right are now both and sixes. Sullivan's role in his team is to play fifteen minutes and do what he did against the Tigers, basically. Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah, it, as a, there, did, there was times where this game, the Dragons especially, didn't have a leader, like it was. Well, I said last year I probably would have been playing him in front of Amon at six, yeah. even though we have seen some really good games out of Amon. I just think there's a bit more consistency out of Sullivan, and he's probably a stronger defender, even though neither of them are fantastic. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's more of a running six. He's, he's don't think he's really set out to um, control a game, and he's, he's passing game for mine's a little bit iffy at times, especially when he's trying to, Direct the um, the forwards around and and then the, the cutout pass is sort of hit and miss from him from mine. But um, they both did; they were decent. Just didn't really create the opportunities that they could have. Their outside backs were pretty average, I thought, from the Dragons. Um, considering they were much better I'm last shocked. week. I'm just looking at the stats. I'm actually shocked Sully didn't make an error because I swear he made. <laughs> I swear he made three. But anyway, yeah, uh, it's funny how some of those things um, disappear off the stat sheet at times. But. Um, yeah, I thought most of them were pretty average, Matt, apart from Matt Figo. Uh, Matthew Figo had a fantastic game um, again. And there's, they're still hot and cold, both the brothers. They'll they'll have a good game and then a couple of average ones, but they're young kids coming through. So, you know, you sort of um, – that you can get away with that a little bit uh, the younger you are. Uh, Little was, yeah, brilliant. I mean, we mentioned it before. He was realistically the only sort of attacking spark that they had and it was generally just his running game where he'd pick up some loose markers or a, a hole on an edge and just burn his way through it and then um, the, the play had come off the back of that. I think all the Dolphins were pretty good. Um, 
except for maybe uh, the, the two front rowers are pretty average, considering um, the shifts that they've put in earlier in the year. They, mm. um, I think they could have been a bit better. But um, And the halfback, he was quiet this week. He was still quite decent it, with his kicking was it game. But who was, that, was it us that were talking about potentially he might be the one that spent some time out or was it someone else chatting to over the weekend? Uh, I think it was someone, someone else. I thought... We we did mention it last week, but I thought that he'd probably still hold his position just because um, it's all. Well, we he's see. another one that I think is more once, of once a Sullivan, off the Sullivan's top of the back, head. Uh, back, yeah. Which are, like does it push Katoa out of the side rather than Nicarima yeah, well, or Milford? Considering both Milford and <laughs> Nicarima have been well, very. If you're picking good. on form, Nicarima should get the six spot. You back. would think so, yeah. Mm. It probably wouldn't hurt the young fellow to go and play a month in. Um, Reserve grade yeah. either though you know, you remember he's still a kid I think he's only nineteen he's so, nineteen yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and like that's, like we said that's not knocking him considering anyway, we're talking about the Dolphins as a team still that, part of um, his development really we're really worried about their halves going into this year well I always had a rap on Sullivan but yeah we was all, we were really worried about their sixes and a couple of their outside backs considering the form that they'd shown before they got here just um, definitely a big tip of the hat to Wayne Bennett he's got them all up and going and playing with each other so. Um, Nichols and Stone were good, I thought, for the for the Dolphins. Kenny Bromwich was decent, apart from maybe having to <laughs> should have spent ten minutes off the field. Lemuelu, he's turning into a week in week out, just consistent, strong back rower, and he's he did it again in this game. Milford, Jeremy Marshall, King made a really big game, a difference in this game. They were the guys that when when push came to shove and they needed to find points, they were the two that were tearing apart the defence to make sure that they got the points out of it. So. Um, yeah, the, the rise and rise of Marshall King is amazing. Like, he's now first pick Kiwi hooker, you'd think. Yeah, yeah. Um, think high so. space. Yeah. And um, in the conversation for best hooker in the game now, nearly, um, for what he brings to a team each and every week. And he's, not, he's, not, he's not running all the time, but when he, seems, he just seems to pick the perfect time to get out and annoy the hell out of people. His yeah. defence is pretty solid, and um, he's got a very good passing game as well. So, yeah, everything you want out of a hooker, obviously. He's... Um, He'd be up there and he'd be in the top three for mine at the moment yep. this year. Yeah. Easily in the top three. I'd almost just, yeah, I would have, I think he's a former of the Cook morning because I don't think mm. Harry Grant's been quiet for mm-hmm. six six weeks. Yeah. And Cook's been good. With, um, I'm just trying to think Appy's who else. just sort of Appy's, starting to hit uh, Appy's form, starting to. Took a long we'll, time we'll to We'll see get what the there. rest of, yeah, and that's a new setup. But and the next six weeks are big for Appy. What Egan and Robson have been pretty consistent, but they're they're um, tier below what Marshall no, King's think putting out at the moment. If, so. if you were going to make the case he's the best hooker in the game, I wouldn't argue right now. Yep. Uh, so I had Osaka with the three points. I yep. just thought he was um, brilliant in pretty much everything he did in this game. Little with the two, and then actually gave Milford the one. I thought he was... Um, yep. It's between him and Jeremy Marshall King, but I just thought I'm, for I'm a okay bloke who hasn't, you know, set the world on fire for five or six years, this was a brilliant game. So. Just two blokes we haven't touched on, really. Um, I, I actually thought DeBellin had a quite a quiet game, first game as captain, but then I just looked and he um, made 60 tackles. So He still did a, re- um, did a ton of work. a mountain of work. But yeah. he, he, and that's um, with 10 minutes on the sideline as well. Yeah, so um, kudos to him. And, like, a word on Tyrell Sloan, like, what is he... I think it's in his head, to be honest. Is he better off getting out of that whole system? Is oh, he? Yeah, I think so now. I feel like, as I, I think I compared him to Matt Dufty last month, and I, I think it's like just go to England and carve up and see what you can bring back down the road. Maybe he's just um, the only way he's going to get himself 
back to but he also has to go looking that he, he doesn't doing yeah. is by take setting himself a goal of making I have to make 15 runs this game no matter what yeah yeah and just get involved and follow. I need to be there for support every time there's an offload. You yeah. know, I need to be within five meters of the ball. Like he just, yeah, it, I don't know if it's a laziness thing, if it's a fitness thing, or if it's just in his head that he that he's not confident enough to go looking for it. But mm. well, because and you compare, I know we're comparing to an Origin fullback, but what Walsh has said is that he's made a point of of having he wants to be running the ball and and be attacking that as often as he can. So. Yeah. Um, no doubt he's got the ability. It's just yeah, where he goes, I don't know. But um, I, I agree with you. Three, two, one. I don't have, don't have much more to add really. So we'll get on to uh, Friday night, and this was a labour, perhaps for for many involved. Uh, the <laughs> Eels twenty four, the Cowboys sixteen, uh, missing their stars. The Cowboys are very brave, actually. In in fairness to them, <laughs> yeah, they bounced back in de- decent form, but um, a largely full strength Parramatta. Uh, eventually got past him again, as with the first game, I guess class prevailed over 80 minutes. But uh, what did the stats say and what did yeah, you make of this? Probably a bit harsh saying mostly full strength. <laughs> I think they're missing their, all their back rowers, aren't they, at the moment? But Oh, well, that's sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, injuries, not <laughs> The best that they could put on the field. Uh, yeah, hang absolutely. On. Sorry, I apologise. Yes, I know, Parafans. <laughs> Madison, Lane, Orlo, RCG. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> So the reserve grade um, Parramatta team beat the reserve grade Cowboys team in. Uh, four tries to three, four uh, out of four conversions, played two out of three for the Cowboys. 75% completion, played 83%. 286 plus post contact, uh, sorry, plus running meters for the Eels. Eight line breaks to five. 29 tackle bus, played 32. Five offloads to nine. Two forced dropouts by Parramatta, one by the Cowboys. 363 tackles, played 391. Parramatta again with 14 errors, nine to the Cowboys. Four penalties conceded to two, two ruck infringements against the Cowboys. Scott Drinkwater with 118 supercoach points, Mitchell Moses with 98, and Kyle Felt with 92. Yeah, this was was a labour for Parramatta, but it was never really, I mean... Well, the first half it was... It was never really real, doubt, but it was, really a, it was very dour and, and competitive, yeah. Yeah, like they were just bashing each other back and forth through the middle of the field in that first half. I think there was a couple of save tries on both sides of the field as well. Um, uh, the Cowboys, well, they were a different side to the team that obviously showed up the week before. <laughs> They'd obviously yes. been read the right act and they came out, um, they did come out very strong. Uh, different attitude, completely different. Um, they seemed to play a little bit different as well. They played, it seemed to play a lot more direct rather than ball movement before running, you know, what I'm, if you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. They get, they get closer to the defensive line before they started spreading the ball rather than just pass, pass, pass for the sake of it and have the centres and wingers run onto it. But um, they did what they what they do. They just seemed to absolutely hit a wall 10 minutes into the second half and just did not come back for about 20 minutes. They, they looked like, you know, the bloke who's been... Get, who cops a head knock and sort of staggers about for, for five minutes trying to get his bearings back together. They were completely shot... Uh, Especially in the middle of the field, Wiramu Greg was tearing up the middle of the field with another couple of the um, the guys there for Parramatta, and um, were causing a lot of problems. Once they started hitting the edges, I think both wingers scored in that time. Uh, again, in Parramatta, when they're at their best, they're very crisp, up tempo passing movements. So it'll just it's pass, 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 and then they'll hit an edge. But yeah. again, they're running in, drawing defenders, and it's just a, it just looks so slick. At times yeah. when they get yeah. it right. And it's usually pass, pass, pass. Oh, here's Gutho, extra yeah. body, 
pass, and that's where the that space comes from. Um, yeah, Wimmer Greg's had a fantastic month. He's been outstanding. I mentioned him. I mentioned Ever him each since week. But, um, got injured. He's, he's really like, stepped he's, up. He's gotten better every week. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Physical, big, strong, quick enough for a prop. But Parramatta probably um, did well to keep himself. They scrambled and saved a, probably two dead set tries that should have been tries for the Cowboys, and that that was part of the reason that they were able to get away with this game at the end of it. I expected them to blow the Cowboys away at the end of the game, and um, they seemed to shut up shop with ten minutes to go, mm. which um, obviously let the Cowboys jump in with a with a try at the back end of the game to to get get close. But as you mentioned, it, it never really looked like the Cowboys were going to get. The only time it did was that last three to, minutes. You're yeah. like, here we go. What's, <laughs> what's, what's Parra gonna, yeah. Can Parra be the gift that uh, keeps giving at times? Yeah. But um, yeah, apart from those, yeah, that, those last couple of minutes, they never really looked in trouble. So, um, yeah, I don't have a lot more to say on it. I thought Griffin Neem and Tanoa Brown were good off the bench for the Cowboys. Um, Cohen Hess was very good. He's um, become a lot more consistent this year, which is mm. um, good to see, considering he's been a bit of a punching bag for not so much us, but Gumpy used to like to get into him a bit when he was on the show. Yeah. Um, Helam Lukey from, again, uh, had a very good game after a poor game last week. Felt Townsend were, were very strong for the the Cowboys. Robson and Drinkwater. I actually thought it was one of Townsend's better games. Yeah, definitely um, was. His kicking was much better than it has been. that he hasn't had for He wasn't missing um, every third tackle like he does some, yeah. some games where he just seems to not be able to tackle for <laughs> some reason. But... Um, yeah, and uh, Robson and Drinkwater were their best by a mile. Drinkwater, again, this is the attacking spark. They, they don't seem to have a attacking spark unless he's involved yeah. with it. Like They don't seem to challenge the line enough to be able to pull it apart unless Drinkwater's involved or it's a one-on-one effort from somebody. And, um, yeah, Robson just tackled his ass off, made a couple of nice little runs in and around the, the middle of the field. Um, I think he, did he score a try? Uh No. It just felt one too taken off him or something, but oh, he might have set one up. But yeah, um, backfire from Parramatta were good. Panasini was the best of them again. Um, it just gets better and better week in, week out, ball in hand. Um, I'm sure there'd be a lot of Parramatta people screaming at me right now saying the bloke can't tackle, but I thought he <laughs> made a, some nice defensive decisions in this game. He did, um, he does have a lapse in him, but uh, he's, he's definitely getting better. and be somebody if I had him in my system, I'd definitely be keeping around and be playing centre for my team. But um, I think he's quite good. The halves are brilliant. They, they absolutely controlled this game, especially when they when they were down in attacking positions. Browns put what I think three out of the last four games he yeah. played have been fantastic. And Moses generally is always decent. Um, with you know, he has a howler every now and then. But every I think every player in the game does that every now every on occasions. Cartwright and Makatoa were good uh, in their forward pack. Uh, Makatoa, from being someone who was sort of not playing at all or maybe getting five or ten minutes, is starting to really look like a bench player that can have a bit of impact when they use him off the bench. And Cartwright has just settled himself into this team quite well now. He's taken lane spot, obviously, but this has been his best year for a long time. If ever. If since, ever. Probably since his rookie year. Yep. Really. And... Um, and Hop- Hopgood, Hopgood was the best of their forwards yeah. by a mile. Um, he's just that worker that just does everything. Oh, I'd love to see him with 10 kilos, <laughs> 10 kilos of muscle on him because he'd be killing blokes. But yeah. he um, he just works so hard. He's con- consistent and he's pretty aggressive too at times. So He's got a very nice offload in him too. So. 
Yeah, I don't have much more to add. I think you've summed it up pretty well there. Uh, the irony of poor Joffa, Parramatta screaming last week minutes. about him getting injured <laughs> uh, for that extra game and he walked off after 10 minutes. Uh, having not been um, completely fit either, which is why he was um, off the bench for Left the Tigers. Left at all to the Tigers. But, um, <laughs> yeah, poor bugger. He's a good bloke and a, a, a very good club and so he's hopefully not too bad and he's back doing better stuff for Para. Yep. Um, as I said, like class prevailed and what do you take out of it? Not a lot. You just... So no, it was sort of, it, it's, it's a bit points. hard, especially through origin time, to really take too much out of mm. the, the main thing you're going to be looking at is the ladder position after the origins are finished, really. So um, I know this season's pretty much been a toss of a coin for the majority of the season, but it probably gets even harder in these ones, to well, be I honest. Think, um, but I think the favourites won every game, though, didn't they? Or, no, oh, no uh, not uh, the South two Scott tomorrow. Dunk. No, yeah. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, I've given up just trying to pinpoint where teams are at because probably anyone can beat anyone and... It's pretty close it's the to pretty it. Pretty closest, closest comp we've got, so we can just yeah. we just tell it how it is and try and piece it together again when we I look to next week. Gave Moses a three, just more okay. just more so he was on the winning side. Um, Drinkwater was was close to being, was very close to my man of the match, but um, I just thought Moses probably was the reason that they ended up winning the game and yeah. had a three way tie for the third, for the one point. Robson, Dylan Brown, or Hopgood. Give it to Hopgood. Yeah, I like uh, it. Hope good and honourable mention. Yeah, you know, other mention would be Greg. I think he had a yes. another big game. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Saturday afternoon kicked off in Napier with the Broncos, the Baby Broncos. For years and years, it was a thing that the Baby Broncos would get the job done, and it might not be a completely um, juvenile side, but they did yeah. a fairly good job against the Warriors, who perhaps should have won this game. Let's be honest. Um, but an entertaining enough game. And uh, what did the stats say, Barn? Uh, old man um, A-Ray helped them a long way to get, <laughs> get the win in this game. The tutelage from the old fella in the background. But um, four tries apiece, three out of four conversions for the Warriors, four out of four for the Broncos. One out of one penalty attempt for Brisbane. 72% completion, played 80%, 176-plus run metres and 104-plus post-contact metres for the Warriors. Five line breaks to four, 46 tackle busts to 32. I've just seen the stats for some of these Warriors players. Fuck me. <laughs> Keep going. 46 tackle busts for the Warriors, 32 for Brisbane. Ten offloads to seven. Two forced dropouts by Brisbane. 344 tackles played 325. 11 errors to 10. Five penalties conceded to eight. One ruck infringement from both sides. Dallin Wateni Zanelezniak with 121 supercoach points. Charles Nickel Klockstad with 98 and Adam Reynolds with 86. When was the last time a prop went 264 metres? Uh, probably Payne Hash at oh, some point did. recently. But they're, they're Teddy stats. Yeah. Fuck me. Um, how did they lose this Fanua? game? Barn? Oh, yeah. Fanua Blake, 264. Dallin, 241. Who, we talked about Azako. What about the form um, where Tenny Zalesniak is in? He's a monster. He just he, throws he has an off game line. every month or so. But, yeah, he's, he's been absolutely, absolutely tremendous. Absolutely outstanding this year. Yeah, career best form and for him back the Warriors. Tohu, 212. They just couldn't complete. Yeah. Their problem was when they got down into that 20 or 30 metre um, area of the Broncos' defence, they were well on top for 20 minutes, probably even the first half an hour of this game, and they were just throwing challenges after challenge at the... The Broncos line. There was some brilliant cover defence. Like the Tristan Saylor try, try yeah. saver. That's the best one I've seen this year. The way he just gets the palm of his hand around the bottom of the ball and pops it back out when 
after his hand hits the ground. That was fantastic. And he, d- he did it again too. I'm pretty sure he saved two tries in this yeah. off his own bat with one-on-one tackles. And that's not – that's just desire. You know, that's not skill. That's not something he's been taught. That's just being in the right position and working your ass off to make sure you get there to make to make that tackle. And, yeah, he was – out of all the guys I think I mentioned <laughs> last week about it, I was looking forward to see these young blokes come through. This is the only one that really made an impact. I was going to say, I, um, given the half a but, bar I had for Luke Metcalf, uh, mm. I don't recall him No, he did very little touching in this, the ball. this game, to be honest. <laughs> he just sat back and let um, Sean Johnson do it. And, yeah, um, yeah really, he was really needed at different points to inject himself into the game, and um, he didn't do it. Yeah, the Warriors were dominant for half an hour and just couldn't score points, and then they end up, fucking up a play with a pass out the back and Dean Mariner just picks it up and runs the length of the field to score, get the scoring underway. And uh, the Broncos really got a bit of a lift out of that and sort of put some pressure back onto the Warriors for a 20 or 30-minute period. But I think the Warriors were the better team for close to an hour in this game and they just couldn't couldn't put them away. It was the story of uh, probably these next three games that um, there was no killer blow from the better – two of them – well, one – the other one lost too, but nights again today. Just it was like watching early season Tigers. Yeah, just like, sat back and soaked it up. All, all in all, a possession and nothing to, not really an answer, and not really feeling like there was an answer. Yeah. Um, and the South seemed to find an answer for about twenty minute period and put points on, and then went away from it for whatever reason. But um, yeah, the the last ten minutes. Uh, Sorry, the the second try from the Broncos was a horrible forward pass. I don't know how that could, yeah. how they got away with that. I think it was a Ricky scoring off um off the hooker, and yeah. that thing went as far forward as it did sideways to get to the <laughs> bloke who scored the try. Um, obviously the bunker can't rule on that one, but yeah, that was um <laughs> that was very obvious if you go back and watch it. Twelve lunatics all tried to jump the fence at some point <laughs> during this game. I think three quarters of them didn't even make it over the fence. <laughs> I, saw the, um, they, I just saw them try the package. <laughs> that was, oh, mate, I don't, I don't have five grand to be going to stupid nature. shit like that. Yeah. But Jesus, uh, <laughs> Gal was quite strong on it today, saying they can't take games back there and all the rest of it, carrying on the way he does. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it took him 36 minutes and it was just a nice shift out to the edge and Dallin Bernie's winger on the outside to score for the for the Warriors. But, um, yeah, the, as I mentioned, it was a horrible forward pass for the second try. And the last 10 minutes of this game, the Warriors really started stretching the Broncos all over the field and were putting so much pressure on. I think they scored a couple of late tries and uh, looked like they were going to come home, but they just, again, couldn't find that, that killer blow. Well, they did come home. Hmm. They did come home. They scored. No, the last over the top to oh, right, that right. last sort of 10 or 15 minute yeah, period, yeah. I was expecting them to lay on three or four tries yeah, and gotcha. actually get the win at, yeah. the, at the back end of this game. And it was set on the platform, as you mentioned, the, the big forwards were absolutely dominating the middle of the park. For, for, for different what parts they of the did field. through that middle of field, like, and they're marching up in a matter of three tackles. Three, four tackles, yeah, yeah. But that was on the back of, Ch- or Chance again was outstanding, um, very good. And uh, Dallin, was Dallin just throws himself yeah. the line. Like he just doesn't care. Throws in, yeah. yeah, I might get smashed here, but I'll smash you next time. And, and good luck stopping for Noah Blake if he, yeah. if he gets a bit of pace up running into the line. Yeah. The bloke's an absolute monster this year and another one that's close to career best form, even though he's always been pretty damn good. Um, on the flip side, the Broncos just seemed to execute every, every opportunity that they got. Um Obviously, there was a bit of uh, dead ball stuff where they picked up a bouncing ball and ran the length of the field. There was 
the forward pass I mentioned, but there was also a couple of really nice uh, tries laid on by Adam Reynolds and blokes out out a bit wider. Herbie Farmworth again, I thought had a very very good game for uh, for Br for Brisbane. I thought Karen and Ale were good for for uh, the Warriors in the middle of the field. Barry was Barry was pretty strong. Uh, denied a try early and um, Tohu Harris again. He just <laughs> continues to just knock the door down every time they give him the ball. A um, couple of nice offloads and he's as you mentioned last week he's got a bit of a passing game that he's starting mm -hmm. to bring out at the line, which helps him. Um, <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, yeah, you mentioned Nickel Clockstad. He was brilliant, but it was the yeah the hyphens <laughs> were their three best players. <laughs> Nickel Clockstad, Dallin, and um, Fanua Blake were were brilliant for the Warriors. Uh, let's not gloss over it too. Adam Reynolds won this game for Brisbane. I thought every <laughs> every time he was in control, um, they were outstanding, and. And the As way you said, he, he nursed him along, um, five hundred and forty plus kicking meters, yeah. and um, just had it when it needed to pin and when they needed to execute, he did it. Um, the importance of a, a, a class half he saved him from doing is. a bit of that hard work in the middle that they didn't have to do, where he yeah. could just kick him out of trouble a lot of the times. Um, as I mentioned, Farnworth and Sailor were very good. Uh, Mariner had a decent game considering he doesn't get a lot of first grade. Um, their stocks are quite good. Like their back stocks are great because. I know Herbie's going next year. He's still got Oates to come back, but he's um, he was in pretty good form before he went. He was. Um, I wonder if they try and back a, a sailor in the centres next year or Possibly. creativity there or whether Jesse Arthurs just gets the, um, the spot and they work that way. Be interesting. Well, if Arthurs comes in, you can put sailor on the wing anyway, really. Well, you can move Cobbo into the centres, I suppose. Cobo probably would be a good centre. Probably a better centre, yeah. Big, big, strong fella. Um, who else haven't I mentioned here? Ricky and Capewell were the, the best of the forwards for uh, for the Broncos team. And uh, Adam Reynolds, yeah, he was the, the difference in this match and he got my man of the match. Uh, and Jensen got through a lot of work as well. Uh, but the two senior, you know, the three senior players are what propped up no. Brisbane here. Uh, and... I reckon two points in this game is like gold because I don't think uh, anyone's tipping them. You know, yeah, missing their forward, missing what five blokes. Yeah, absolutely. If they, the more points <coughs> that they can juice out of this, and they got uh, dominated in the middle well. like we thought they would, but they've managed to find a way to get the points at yeah. the end of the day, which and it's a massive one for them. Is uh, that a concern for the Warriors, or is that just a bad day, or a, well, Andrew, they like I said they should have won. So I think they let's talk about the bit, last play. Where excited, um, bit overexcited, and where he. Uh, did all the hard work. It was Rocco Berry, wasn't it? Did all the hard work and then just grabbed a bloke's jersey. Like, and cost he was, him the game. He was never getting to the tackle. He was no. never getting there either. But, um, yeah, absolute <laughs> absolute mind snap. and um, Cost him two jersey. points. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, yeah, Reynolds three. Uh, and too. kudos to, to Brisbane Blake. for that. The one. I, I would struggle to, to argue with that. Uh, I hope they give Tristan Saylor a good, decent crack and look yeah, after Walsh for the absolutely. next couple of weeks, next month, and see what he's got. Um, Looks like he's got a fair bit. I wonder if he, uh, yeah, like, you'd be very interested to see the trajectory of him and say a a um, a Campbell, like where they end up after the same amount of games. Dragons fans would probably wish that they held yeah, Saylor well. and got rid of Sloan, but there circumstances. They are. But there was other issues obviously. involved around here, yeah. obviously. Uh, main event, 33-26, the Raiders over the Rabbitohs. And it's, I think that's like six of the last seven 
they've beaten her. As I said last week, form the form is the form sometimes in they've these situations. Some, um, they've got some records over some of the better teams. They've got a I'm pretty sure they they go pretty close with Melbourne most of the times they play them. They give the Sharks they all sorts of sharks, trouble over the yeah. last six years. So <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, this was a, a, it was probably the game of the weekend. Entertaining game, plenty of points, uh, some baffling stuff at times. But what did the stats say first? <laughs> five tries. Sorry, five tries apiece. Three out of five conversions played four out of five. Two out of two penalty attempts for Canberra and one out of one field goal attempts. 89% completion played 84%. 219 plus running metres and 134 plus post-contact metres for Canberra. Four line breaks to seven. 11 tackle busts for Souths, which is not something you see every week. 31 for the Raiders. One offload to seven. One force dropout to two. 327 tackles played 375. Three errors to five, four penalties conceded to seven. Two ruck infringements to three. Isaiah Tass with 117 supercoach points. Albert Hopawate with 114. And Corey Hurlsborough, I think you said he got dropped the point. So he was on 100 yes. when I wrote he's these down, but he's back down to 99. They robbed him of his tongue, the jerks. Let's start with him because... He was uh, tough as nails. And this again. is a classic case of... Uh, his form's the, the, gone through the, the roof. There's a, spectra, there's a, a sector of like... People look back on footy games and look at stats and go, oh, well, he mustn't have done much. He only ran 90 metres. But fuck me, every time he touched the ball, three South blokes were shitting themselves about what was going to happen <laughs> next. Uh, even when he fell over, he managed to get up and roll over and barge three away and score a try. He was absolutely outstanding in this game, uh, inflicting a Ranger-based murder on uh, <laughs> whoever was in his path. And his defence, he hits like a truck as well. Oh. His, um, his defence has gotten a lot better recently. He... Um, I imagine he's on the him and Hopgood. I imagine are on the periphery of that Queensland back row, but uh, yeah, he was absolutely Can't outstanding. Seem to get a crack in though. Uh, no, <laughs> surprised he didn't, to be honest. But uh, yeah, he was outstanding. He might have been given a, go. Uh, a bit baffling at times, I thought, from both teams, because the times they spread the ball, uh, South in particular, Tass had uh, Tass was tormenting yeah. uh, the edge Tomoko. on that uh, Tomoko yeah. out there. Uh, every time he touched it, either it looks like points were coming or he was scoring it himself. And um, and he got one, actually. It felt like he got more, but he was no, flicking it, it to... It was um, Hopawati. Um, not Hopawati. Um, the other centre. Yeah, the centre who's... I just had a brain fart. Anyway, the, but it was baffling. Oh, Croker. Yeah. But um, it was slightly baffling the fact they didn't do it more because every time they did, there was success and... Yeah, well, AJ just, scored two, Tass scored one. Like, they were... They were <laughs> causing all sorts of problems down that side of the field. And for whatever reason, they seemed to go away from it. And the right-hand side was absolutely shot to shit in this game. Um, <laughs> makes a difference when, um, obviously, you had uh, – Campbell Graham wasn't there, was he? But, yeah, mm. the, the right side for the Souths were um, very average in this game. Tane Milne and his mate out there. But it came from the forwards at the end of the day. I, I sort of – my first thought was that Souths were probably the better team and – the more I looked into it and had a, a another look at the game, Canberra just absolutely ravaged the middle of the field. Like, you, Horsburgh, Papali'i and Joe Tarpane were just running for metres for fun through the middle of this pack. Offloads coming off the back of it as well. And um, Souths just could not match them at all in the middle of the field. Um, their forwards were pretty average, realistically. And it's... Last year it was a concern at the point in how Souths would go with... That forward pack, uh, but their forward pack's been quite physical. But you, they've now been sort of bossed or matched 
since our Tigers game. So there's now three weeks in a row where yep. y- you want to see a little bit more. And uh, I sat here at this table last year about this time and declared Brisbane would win the comp. Uh, and they didn't win a game after that. And I did it again for wow. Souths. Last and, week, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, Souths, because you know we're in trouble. <laughs> um, what else do we take out of this? So, uh, well, actually, just touch on Tarpane, um Yeah, 227 metres. Uh, I, I like this setup of the, the forward pack now for the Raiders. Yep. I like, uh, I think, uh, Solo's done some good work now he coming in good. there. Yep. Papali's obviously committed full-time. And uh, and you throw Horsbrent up and a in more of that uh, well direct centre of the field ball playing role. And uh, her, her and some... Ira was doing a really good job too yeah. until he got injured in this game. Obviously, um, shocking scenes that nobody wants to see. Yeah, um, uh, awful. Was he's come out today and put a video out saying that he was released from hospital and he's just got a few more scans and stuff and he's feeling a lot better. So I'm not 100 percent sure what that was. I think it seemed like a delayed concussion to, for mine. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't look well. well, I went back and watched it trying to work out what happened because they didn't show a lot. And uh, he went from sort of looking at the sideline like uh, like he was about to, you know, chunder or something. Yeah. And then next minute he was on the ground. So yeah, I had a delayed concussion a long time ago when I was a young fellow, about 16. And, um, yeah, I copped a couple of knees to the head and I went to bed. And yeah. I woke up seven or eight hours later feeling like I was going to die. Like, yeah similar it wasn't seizing to that sort of extent but i was shaking and yeah screaming and crying vomiting and yeah, I, yeah well, similar same thing it was uh yeah. it, it was a it was school footy and didn't think of it ended up in hospital that night because yeah. woke up 10 o'clock vomiting up everywhere black stuff couldn't same thing and, and yeah. but back then there wasn't so much of a concussion it was just like oh you must you know yeah I think they didn't saying I had shock or something, but it was, yeah, right. I guess the symptoms are the same. So, mm. you know, uh, hopefully, uh, even to see, I assume something like that <laughs> dictates an 11 day stand down yeah, at least. Yeah, you would so, imagine so, minimum. Um, yeah. So, hopefully, he's on the mend because he, he's been playing some decent enough footy, but um, but his mates are in, in very good form and they have <laughs> a, a very, a very sympathetic draw now. So, <laughs> I'm yeah, a little bit nervous that um, that top eight's looming for the Raiders. Yep. Uh, White was pretty good, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. He had seemed to have the defence sort of second-guessing whether he was going to run the ball or whether he was going to pass it and caused a few problems there, put Croker away down the sideline a couple of times and uh, cut him open himself once or twice. Uh, doesn't really portray in the stats as much as you would think, but um, he was. I thought he was quite good and a big part of their attack in this game. Uh, there wasn't a lot, from, as I mentioned, out of the South's forward pack. I thought Sele and Totola were decent uh, in their efforts, but probably not many else in the middle. Uh, Keon was decent coming back from injury. Uh, would obviously, in a in a better world, he plays 80 minutes and probably makes a massive difference in this game. But um, coming back from injury, he did what he could. Uh, Walker did did enough again. Um, he was a big part of what of the points when they were involved for the South Sydney team. And Cook and Tass were South's best players on the field, I thought. Um, Cook with a, a a point to prove. And Tass, as you said, yeah, he looked very hard to defend. Mm. <laughs> he was causing a lot of problems out there. Uh, but, yeah, it was the big men. I mentioned I mentioned Whiten, but it was the big men in the middle that were the difference. Gula and Solo had really good games coming off the bench and added plenty to this pack. Um, Corey, Papali'i and Tapane, they were just amazing, man. I, I, I made a point of going back because, as I said, I, I was... A bit 
uh, perplexed at how it got away from Souths and then I just went back and watched it again and just went, okay, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what happened. These three big blokes just absolutely dominated the middle of the field. So. Interesting to say a test before we move on. Um, given Whiten's coming, oh, I'm interested to see what they do, whether they try and just they push him out to a wing or whether, like, you know, uh, I think I was having a chat over the weekend again with who our someone else uh, yep. plenty of footy which is always good but uh, a, a team like Parramatta you'd think you'd be given a throw in the back in a truck up for someone like yeah, you yeah, you could use so. a strike you know yeah, they absolutely. want that X factor mm-hmm. uh, and they've had those issues for years on an edge uh, he looks so obvious he'll probably just end up at the Roosters like everyone else wants so while <laughs> he goes but um, be very interesting because he's a weapon uh, he's a genuine well, obviously a genuine strike first grade centre and, and deserves to be so so yeah, brilliant yeah. in this game. Um, he's he's a little bit slight and does get sort of pushed off a bit in defence. But um, yeah, in, in attack, his footwork's brilliant. And yeah. He's um, as quick as you need to be to be a, a decent strike centre out there. So um, yeah, it's a bit interesting what happens there with White. And as you mentioned, it's uh, looks like he's probably going to be the one left holding the bag. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty unfortunate. He has been good and someone that we've we've had raps on coming through. So. Yeah, I, don't know what I, I gave Horsburgh the three. Yes, I um, did too. Try scored. Uh, as you said, he only made about 80 metres or something, but they were all good, tough carries, and he made plenty of tackles as well. He, he definitely left his mark on this game. Tarpanay with two, and then I gave Papa Lee the one. I think that's a good... Uh, yeah, all right, that's fine. Tass would be... Cook, Tass would be... Tass. Tass yeah, yeah, Tass again. probably pretty... I'll give Tass pretty, one, actually. Yeah, give Tass the one, okay. But, um, yeah, well, he's not the only strike center in the shop. When someone like a Connor Tracy, I guess, has put his name up in the last two weeks. So I'm sure the uh, player circus will, player market <laughs> circus will kick off soon. Yeah, a few months. And uh, this, this afternoon, uh, 28-18, again, I guess class prevailed in the end, but this was, this should have probably been 48-18 uh, with the amount of ball and uh, possession the Knights had and got through um, against the Seagulls, Barney. And I've got to do the stats, don't I? Look out. No, no, I've written them down. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had six tries to three, two out of six conversions, played two out of three for Manly. One out of one penalty attempt for Manly. 82% completion played 84%. Eight, 482 plus running metres. <coughs> Excuse me for... I'm assuming that's Newcastle. Uh, six line breaks to one. 42 tackle busts to 19. Eight offloads to six. 271 tackles played, 317. Nine errors to seven. Seven penalties conceded to nine. And four ruck infringements from both teams. Do you have Supercoach? These are subject to change, obviously. But um, I've got it. Here we go. We had Greg Marzu with 137. Ponga with 86. And then you had uh, Dominic Young on 83 before you got to Toff Sipley for... The manly side on 72. What'd you make of all this? The weird one. Um, the forward battle was pretty much even, I thought, for big parts of the game. Um, I wouldn't necessarily... Uh, I th- well, I think it was the first half hour. I think yeah. Newcastle owned the the, the um, middle of the field towards the second... Or towards the back end of that. Yeah, true. Like they... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah your, your Leo Thompson's, Fitzgibbon's... Crocker. Saifidi's... 
Uh, or actually, there's not a lot of run meters. It just it's their no. outside. It was actually their outside back. Sorry. Yeah, so it's, it's the middle keep, of the field to me. Proper sense, and I'll like yeah, <laughs> pretty even. Um, there was a lot of back and forth. The the weirdest part of it seemed to be how often the the play broke down for both teams. Um, I think it, you still got to remember how that Newcastle realistically are playing with a, a halves combination that have what three or four games together with Hastings and Gamble. Um, but a good three or four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, 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 do, they do enough um, between the two of them. There was... Um, Schuster was on fire in the first, what, half an hour of this game and he was a big part of why Manly were more than competitive in the, in the first half of this match. And he was doing some very nice things. Intercept, obviously, that led to that a could try. Have his intercept. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about then four steps and then a dead set looked like he's on the fucking carousel about to go round and round because he was going and up and down in one spot. But um, luckily enough, Sabra was outside him and off he went. But uh, but he's, he's some of his thing is, he's, you know, when you put yourself on record and say you want to be the best player in and this game. and that, he yeah. he's probably, to play 580, realistically, probably needs to drop another 10 kilos, 10 kilos yeah. looking at him. Um, Definitely got skill. Uh, got a very nice sh- uh, short passing game. His kicking game left a little bit to be desired in this. Well, one, he to actively be took it on himself to he do did. that. He was the guy who and, had to um, do it. But I don't know if it's just a kicking style, but he shanks a lot. Higher more than yeah. long, um, which is something the of the boot. It's he's going to need to work yeah. on if he's going to be a, the constant kicker. He had a couple of nice little touches to put in the ball in goal and um, back across the field for. Uh, the, the Parker try where he offloaded back and um, oh, Parker didn't score it. The the hooker ended up diving on it after Crossland touched it. But, um, yeah, he, he definitely had some class touches, but he was – the last half an hour of the game, I don't think I saw him. No. I can't remember seeing him once in the last half an hour of the game except for maybe if someone ran past him. But <laughs> And I get that it's true because they were pinned for a large oh, yeah, chunk absolutely. of that. So I understand it, but there was no uh – We'll put it this way, a game like that, DCE kicks him out of trouble. Yeah, well, DCE they, kicks 700 metres. They scored and they, four points in the second half and never yeah. really looked like well, a threat. Well, they didn't get in a half, whereas yeah. at least if uh, Daly's there, he's the best uh, back foot half-back yeah, yeah, in the absolutely. comp. Because he's had to be for five yeah, years. Where so. he's drilling them 50, 60 metres yeah. down into a corner and Schuster seemed to go 20 metres and then they started going up. Yeah. And, I was um, shocked, um, Jake Arthur, they didn't you know, probably bring him pull on him a bit earlier. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Just to do that. Considering how many defensive issues that um, Cooper Johns was providing for, yeah. <laughs> for his opposition, he um, he got made look silly a couple of times. Um, young bloke on his outside, was it cooler? Didn't really help him either. But but they did well. Olaquatu smothered for him probably what three occasions. Yeah, we saved uh, again. We talk about the side traver, the side traver, even the try saver. Uh, in the other game, this was just as Gilbert wrapped over the um, two in the space of about ten then, minutes. I think um, they were picking apart the right edge, uh, well, the correct edge, the left edge. But um, and then there was two line breaks that he cut down as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was not it wasn't at his best with his running game, but he was definitely he definitely put in plenty of effort. Olakowatu. Um I don't know. If that's just they're not using him correctly at the moment with his running game, uh, but. Well, it's a the ball seems to be getting to him too early. He he really needs the ball on the advantage line and being able to sort of go through, you know, yeah. with half a hole in front of him, and then he just powers his way through. But I think the more Adam Elliott gets to play, I think that suit that helps. He can do that grunt work uh, a little bit earlier in the set. But, but it's a 
Idiot. God, I'm an idiot. It's been a long weekend. Yes, but yeah, no, uh, definitely missing. Well, Jake. they're missing it. Sorry, to the yeah. point, they're missing um, their partners in crime. Uh, still not sure what Kepi adds. Paseca just had his quiet game because he's had two, a couple of monster ones. Had a couple of nice runs. Uh, I yeah. like Feiner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Looks he, like a player. He's got some. He's almost definitely got similar the size. Mold. He's the got the size that lanky mold, uh, lanky mold, lanky build that he'll probably still grow into being young. But got through a lot of work. Did uh, and uh, I thought uh, has something to offer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their outside backs were shocking at times. Realistically, in this game, <laughs> for Manly, Ko Weeks didn't really add anything. Neither did probably uh, Parker or Cooler. To be honest, Cooler was. Probably close to the worst performance I think I've seen on the weekend. Um, and then ends up getting himself sent off for 10 minutes right at the back end of the yeah. game where was where it blew open. Like Manly were doing a good enough job to sort of keep the game close enough until that last 15 minutes of this game when Cooler got sent off and then they just got cut to ribbons a couple of times on just down a, you know, down a long edge where they didn't have enough defence. So. Yeah. Look, the story of this... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, just quickly when I mentioned Ponga, for a bloke that has issues, he has, God, he can get hit in the head. Like, <laughs> he can always know. find a shoulder, can't How he? is he? I, I, um, there was a period a where Teddy was doing the same thing, so I don't know whether it's just his running style, but he copped, uh, I was surprised there wasn't HA for both of those, to be honest, but yeah. uh, he battled on. He looked he looked fine. He was um, yep. early on perhaps overplaying his hand. Um, sneaking the first receiver a bit too often. Uh, had the left sweep back on today, which suited. Uh, I, I, I don't quite know where that combination of Hastings and him is because, uh, God bless him, not really knock, but we've now seen two seasons in a row where Jackson Hastings isn't necessarily a, a massive point-producing halfback, does lots yeah. of great stuff, gets through... Um, Good long kicking gets through enough stuff, but doesn't produce. We see mountains of territory, <laughs> there was a but very minute, little points. Ten minute period there where I said to you, while we're sitting here watching it, Hastings went out of his way not to give the fucking yeah. thing to Ponga <laughs> because Ponga had gotten in the way two or three times yeah. in a row, and he just went, "Nah, you're not getting the ball for five or ten yeah. minutes. Just go away, and <laughs> we'll come back to you in a minute." But um, no, it was smart enough to game controlling out of those two uh, gamble. Made a couple of little errors in his passing game, but was was good enough, uh, which to to get them home. Manly, a, a funny one because if they're not, they're either absolutely killing the middle of the field and belting blokes and aggressive and all pumped up, or they just sort of seem to jog into the line and. Well, they uh, had no line and, speed today. That yeah. was half the problem. There was no defensive line speed, That's what I mean. speed yeah. at yeah. all. Like they weren't getting up. They weren't trying to put shots on blokes. And that makes it a hell of a lot easier for the opposition, especially if they get on a roll, to just continually push push the defensive line back. And uh, we all know as soon as the defensive line starts going backwards, you've got all sorts of problems. So. Yeah. Uh, what he, we, we knew coming in what this result would be probably, uh, and it played out pretty much to your treat. I tip Manly for the upset, as, 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 yeah. as I said on the show. I thought there might just be something out of Schuster and that, and the, the signs were looking good up until half time. But uh, yeah, the, the the structure in their attack really fell apart in the back end, and they would had fuck all ball as well. Either. Well, yeah, <laughs> they seemed to give away penalties in the worst field position possible when they had the had um, Newcastle in their own thirty. They'd give away a penalty and then get marched downfield, and then the 
drop ultimately, it on their own. well, from both sides, it wasn't a it wasn't a quality high quality game because you'd look away and the other team would have possession. You know, and you'd, uh, apparently, they completed at eighty four and ninety percent. So yeah, apparently, so. but it was more the penalties and um, the six agains and all that kind of stuff. Just at the, really at the wrong time for both of these sides. The big the big one for Manly was the uh, missed tackles. So forty two tackle busts made by Newcastle and nineteen by Manly. You have a look at the Manly side. There was four or five blokes that missed five tackles. Yeah. You just, just can't do that and expect to win games of footy. And that was all edge like, stuff. So Bradman yeah. Best was breaking because yeah. in Saab, real good start. Saab in real missed good five form. out of nine. Cooler missed six out of 14. Cooper Johns, Paseco both missed five tackles. So it's just, you can't do that. We haven't touched them yet, but uh, Young and Mazu. Uh, mm. Newcastle's best, probably. and uh, But their ability best to create points out well. of... <laughs> uh, but they're point, like they do a lot of it themselves. They do a lot of that work themselves, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially Marzu. Uh, well, we were calling for best to pass the ball for half an hour, and then <laughs> finally did thirty first minute or something. Yeah, crashed over and scored oh, in the corner. Like yeah, there half hour in about now. three opportunities in the space of ten minutes where best obviously went himself. Yeah, but he still wasn't even even when he got into the line, he wasn't looking to promote the ball to anyone else. It no. was just all about him trying to run over the top of people and score tries. And the first time he catches and passes, Marzu one-on-one. Like, not many people stop him one-on-one. He just no. powered in and scored. Ended up getting a hat-trick, which was nice. Um, Dominic Young, that that was electric, that run that he put down the right-hand side. Blew away three or four different blokes and then come back inside. Um, I, I thought he was outstanding. I, yeah. Um, oh, Marzu got a hat-trick. I, yeah, Marzu got a hat-trick. I was thinking Young three points more than anything, but... Um, if you want to go the other way, that's fine too. But they were um, they were probably the difference, really. But all that gay guy had a big game uh, in response to the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Bradman and Bradman Best, Best, had Best a was outstanding game. too. So, Manly's um, outside edges were the reason they lost this game, especially in their defence. They were horrible, and they didn't add much in attack either. To be honest, so no. that really that's probably been their biggest problem for the entirety of the year. Um, when these guys have a good game, they're they're pretty decent footballers, but. Um, more often than not, they seem to turn out pretty average performances week in, week out. So, interesting. Well, and it, that's where I laughed about um, everyone raving about uh, Scott Fulton coming to the Tigers. And you actually look at Manly's recruitment, it's based around three blokes. Yeah, a lot of the young um, guys aren't uh, setting the world on no, fire. So, um, yeah, well, they they are who they are. You know, if Tobo yeah, and yeah. DC aren't there, they're, they're, the rest of them... A borderline first grade is at any other club. Saab was decent. I, I probably can't lump Saab and Garrick into that, but the other I three. I can't lump Garrick into that either. Weeks, Parker, and Cooler have had, um, yeah, nights to forget. They got terrorised in the It's centers. also been now um, a couple of weeks in this season where they've missed a trick just not playing Garrick at fullback. Yeah. We've said it before and yep. same again here. I think you've just got to. If you've got your class, you you back your class in your in your in yeah, your most important bring spots. Bring someone like Tui Palutu onto the wing and leave Ko Weeks as your fourteen. Or, yeah, but yeah. anyway, uh, what do we know? Wing, wingers, <laughs> um, wingers getting points here. I think. Yeah, for, both for of Newcastle. Them. Which um, way do you want to go? I would have gone Marzu just yep. for the hat trick. I'm fine with that. And then you go to Dominic Young. Uh, it'd be the next one for me. Would have been Bradman Best. Brad, yeah, be Bradman Best or um, yes. Maybe Jacob Saifidi, who did a bit of work, but yeah, no, probably Bradman best. I like Bradman best. The, the outside backs told the story here. Um, that's been our whirlwind look through round thirteen. Have you got a, have you got pot plants and stuff? I, I do. Thought I of this do. Stuff. I did. Oh, yeah. um, Give it to us. <laughs> Jack Johns is getting my slap this week. 
from uh, the Newcastle Knights team. Three runs in 80 minutes of football. Uh, what are you doing? You're a second rower, mate. <laughs> he made 20-odd tackles, I think, missed a couple. But, yeah, that's like you're a second rower because you're someone who runs at the defence and causes problems on an edge. He probably got cut out a couple of times because they were wanting to go out to the, the outside backs a bit yeah. quicker. But, come on, man. You can do more than three runs in 80 minutes. That's why I didn't um, – like, I surely – and I get he's only been there a week, but surely Jake Arthur adds more to that. But I understand coming in – He's going to be a controlling half, and but he would have only had what of... three. Probably only played. We had three days to train with him. That's so. what I mean. So I can understand it, but but Schuster would have been better off playing six anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but what do you do? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Might have missed um, the trick there. I'm going to slap Kenny Bromwich just because um, it's becoming more of a pattern these days. He's absolutely getting oldier and crumpier. So yep. get some of that shit out of your game, Kenny, because I'm a fan. Uh, have you got a pot plant? I'm just, I'm going to go FKO Weeks. I had two, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they being? One was cooler, um, as I mentioned. Oh, sorry. Yeah, cooler. Yeah, it's sort of cooler. Did, uh, you could probably even throw Cooper Johns in there if you really wanted to. But um, that 10 minutes at the back end of this game really killed off any chance that Manly had. And they were still close, close-ish at the time and could have you know come home and won that game with that last 15 minutes of this one. And um, Josh Hodgson from Parramatta. He's actually a problem now, isn't he? We didn't talk about that. He's becoming a He's massive a problem. problem. He had two runs. I think he made 20-odd tackles. They hooked him after 55 minutes or something. But he is just getting in the way. He is not, not providing any real... like. He's either picking up and passing it, which is the best part of his game at the moment. Just pass it as soon as you yeah. get hold of it. But as soon as he starts trying to look and probe around and look for someone to run off him, he's... Throwing horrible passes at blokes' knees, at the at their foreheads, or he's just fumbling with the ball, yeah. and it's, he's just killing their attack. At he, I'm sure he's destined for a great career as um as an assistant coach somewhere, or as a James Graham media type or something. But it might be time. We've given him plenty of raps. Like when he was at oh, Canberra, he was fantastic player. player. But um, he's yeah becoming a bit of a liability for this Parramatta side at the moment. I suspect it won't be long before. Uh, we see it flip. Get some more minutes in the hands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got a salute? How are we wrapping up this? Dallin. As you mentioned, I thought he was absolutely brilliant in this game. No fear in the bloke. Absolutely runs at 120 kilo front rowers and just throws his body into it. He was uh, he's fantastic in the air. Took another lovely catch over the top of his opposition uh, in this game. And um, yeah, his footwork's been tremendous the last couple of weeks. I thought he had an absolute blinder of a game. I'm, it's funny how often in a round you get a tail around where things line up, but it was the wingers, it was the stars this week. It I'm was. going to give my salute to Azako because I think yep. he's in career best form and uh, was absolutely outstanding again. Uh, potentially, a diff- well, was a difference maker, potentially the difference in that game. He'd be so. by the year in Supercoach this year too. Absolutely. I've never actually heard him. Him. <laughs> I've had him. In, I've got him in draft. So I'm pretty sure he's around 400 at the start of the year he as was. well. And... Uh, People may have scoffed, but uh, how... Well, and both of the... They're two redemption stories, really. They're, they've both reinvented themselves at new clubs and been absolutely fantastic. So uh, more power to both of them. That has been uh, our review show. We've got through those f- games in quick order. But uh, By the time you're listening to this, of course, check out our State of Origin preview, which will be up at the same time. Uh, and we'll talk soon. See you guys. Goodbye.